Welcome back to the Atari Recharge Podcast. It's Jason Polanski, the producer at Atari on the Recharge series, joined as always by Adam Nickerson, who is the title lead. Now we are joined by our guest, Vitus Okunis. Woo, you made it. Yeah. He actually not currently on the Recharge series, but was the designer largely focused on the balancing and challenge creations, which were made specifically for these titles. So I'll be looking forward to diving into that. Vitus, where are you currently located now? Uh, Currently, I'm in Finland. Wonderful. Right next to Helsinki. I don't know if you can say. Can you say where you are? Yeah, I can. Sure, no problem. Where are you you at now? Uh, Currently in Finland, uh, in the Remedies, company Remedies office. Awesome. Very cool. Big fans of Remedy. Uh, At least I am. I shouldn't speak for for Adam, but huge, huge Alan Wake fan. Um, I I loved Quantum Break. I thought it was awesome. And uh, obviously Control. I've played it through twice when it originally came out, and I platinum it on PS5 early this year. And it was one of the first things I bought when I got my my new laptop uh, with a 3070 to uh, check out all the... uh, all the ray tracing goodness. Uh, it, it was, it's awesome. I really, really yeah. love it. Um, so awesome. Congrats, congrats on the gig and, uh, and wishing you all the best and uh, goodbye. No, just kidding. Uh, we're just getting started here. So, um, so yeah, we're going to dive into it. Uh, before we get started, just the usual housekeeping. Uh, you can find me at Twitter at Jays of Doom. You can find Adam on Twitter at the Adam Vision. And uh, Vitus doesn't want to be found, but, you know, find him on LinkedIn if you could figure out how to spell his name. And, uh, and he may accept that request. <laughs> and also, we are recording this on Wednesday, September 22nd. It will be out on Friday the 24th. But a week from the time we are recording, Centipede Recharge will be out. On what, on what platforms, you ask? Well, glad you asked the question. Because it will be on the Atari VCS on PC via Epic and Steam, on the Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S. Oh, my God. Platforms. It's crazy. It's going to be on all those things. So you, listening right now, can probably get the game. And in most of those places, you can already pre-order it or wishlist it. Yes, even you, Adam, that's right. Wow. Yeah, sounds like a porting nightmare. Port to all those platforms. All the bugs. My God. Well, when you're talking about Centipede, there's always a lot of bugs. Am I right? Come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Before we, uh, before we get into talking uh, some details, let's talk about a little bit of feedback from the last, uh, from the last episode. Um, I made a call for some reviews on iTunes. That really helps with our rankings and visibility. So I encourage anybody who is on uh, iPhone or iPad and has a podcast app to go over there and give us a rating five stars preferably. But if not, just be honest, we'll take the feedback to heart. Uh, Good news. We got three reviews, all five stars. People love us. I just want to read (laughs) one here from WillJH83, who says, thanks. And he puts four explanation points. I wanted to say how much I love these episodes. Well, I actually said how much I love these episodes, but we'll let it slide. Please keep up the good work. We'll do. Well, we'll try at least. I think they're talking about me mostly, though. It's pos- It's possible. I think so. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, speaking of good work and improving, 
had a comment on YouTube from Matthew Noon or Nunn, N-U-N-N on YouTube. He wrote, it was a lot better watching. This was on the second episode, by the way. It was a lot better watching this video than the last one. It was a bit cringy. This one, so much better. You're definitely getting to a groove now. Well, thank you, Matt. Hopefully, Damn, Matthew. Cringy. I don't know if you prefer. Can I call Matthew Matt now? Are we on that term now? Either way. Yeah, Adam, apparently cringy we were a little is like cringy. half my brand, so that's perfectly fine. Okay, cool. Well, then you're nailing it, but you're losing the edge in, in episode two. What is that? What is... Okay, you're gonna have to go to YouTube to see what I just saw. Classic. <laughs> All right, told you. And uh, and lastly, on the feedback from the podcast, something dude one hundred four writes on YouTube. It's cool how you guys are reading comments. Hopefully, you'll read this one. I don't know if you can say anything or not, but what will be the next recharge title? Personal wish list, asteroids, combat, and Yar's revenge. Well, I'm not going to address any of that last stuff, but. I thought it would be pretty cool to kind of get a little meta and read the comment about us reading the comment and address your wish of reading this comment. So something, dude, we appreciate you writing in. Appreciate everybody who's been making comments. It's been, uh, it's been great to see seemingly all positive, which is great. So keep them coming. Uh, You can always write us feedback on the YouTube channel. I check those out. I also just, you know, compulsively search for centipede recharged on a, uh, like a, two hourly basis even throughout the night and um you know i don't sweat any negative feedback whatsoever not at all sounds like you're obsessed with centipede i might be i might be you know i i actually i turned on the xbox version yesterday and i was just like yeah i'm just let me just pick this up check it out make sure everything's looking good and 45 minutes later i'm like i i was i was supposed to play death loop tonight and uh and i just kept playing centipede so that'll happen there you go um, but it, but enough about all that. Uh, Vitus is here, and typically we'd start this and we'd learn a little bit about Vitus. Uh, I actually know Vitus. We've worked together for years uh, on various other projects. So, and I even met him in person when I took the trip out to Lithuania, and wow. I learned about Vitus. And we're gonna get into that stuff later uh, after the break. But so to start, we're gonna talk about the levels of centipede recharge now before i give the florida vitus to start talking because he hasn't really said much of anything um which is fine the one of the (laughs) biggest changes that we've made to the recharge game since missile command was we really wanted to blow it out we wanted to add more content so in addition to having the arcade mode and adding a whole lot more visual effects and having the original soundtrack by megan we also wanted to add, uh, you know, like a campaign of sorts. And that's what you get with the, with the challenges. And they are a series of closed loop challenges. I mean, I guess closed loop objectives. They're not endless. There's a finite end. You will see a completion screen at the end of each one of them, assuming you're good enough. So with that groundwork laid out, Vitus, why don't you give us a little bit of... Uh, information what, what was your what was your thought process in approaching the the challenges because you were given the mission yeah how did you go about executing well for one for example i can tell how we changed the direction of the challenges because on the very first the very first idea was to cl- create 10 different challenges that you would need to come up with very specific really high high level strategies to beat them so basically you would need to exploit the game like a lot in order to, to beat one challenge or another. And each challenge would be based on some kind of high-level strategy or exploit. 
it was cool, but 10 levels is not a lot of content. So that's why we changed the, the, the concept a little bit and expanded like by a lot. Uh, and now we have, I think, 30 challenges. That's right. Yeah. We have 30 challenges, and uh, we made most of them a lot more approachable to casual players. So the first couple of uh, challenges should be no problem pretty much to anyone, but the later ones might be a bit more tricky. And in some of them, you would really need to think about the strategy, like how, the, how I should beat this one. Yeah, well, uh, let's also make it very clear. When Vitus speaks about like uh, approachable to everyone, Vitus also, let's say when we play these levels, uh, makes me want to smash my head through a wall sometimes. Uh, because Vitus uh, creates a level that he's like, oh, this is easy. And then I play that level, or Jason plays that level, for 45 minutes not being able to beat it. And we're like, Vitus, not everyone is like a pro like you. We need... Yeah, and that's why I moved those levels to the very end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the first couple of levels are pretty much tutorials. So you would learn mechanics and stuff like that, I hope. Yeah. I think I think that's one of the more interesting things about the challenges is like there's the game is so simple in how you pick up and play. You move, you shoot. Those are all the controls. You don't need more explanation than that. Um, there are a lot of power ups, and the I think the challenges are most effective early on with the with the ones that kind of force a specific power up on you and make you use it in more creative ways. There's the one one of the first challenges that's available is. Um, is uh, I forgot the name of it, but and I've played it so many times. But it's the one where you're basically trapped in a series of mushrooms, and you can have the power up where you shoot on the sides, or you can't shoot on the sides. But there is a side shooting power up on each side of the screen, and if you're good, if you know the trick, like there's a trick to that level where if you know it, you can basically clear out that entire challenge in like five seconds, and one of the QA guys really became obsessed with it. He actually made a comment saying, yeah, I was like really, I, I became obsessive trying to speed run this, this one challenge because there's a trick to it if you understand the rules and it does a pretty good job of doing it just by the configuration of the, of the mushrooms and, and whatnot. So I thought that one in particular stands out as like a really clever one. Of course, they're all clever, but oh, yeah. let me just that, throw that, that at that, you. That, that, yeah, that they're was all completely intentional. Don't, no duds in the in in the mix. They're all awesome. So, what do you do? You have a, any that stand out as ones that were particularly uh, exciting, or ones well, you're like, "This is can't wait were, for people to play this." Yeah, there were a couple of levels where I see a couple of uh, main strategies that people can apply, and I have no idea which of the strategies are the most efficient ones. So that's something that uh, speedrunners will need to sink their teeth into and really, really uh, see what, what works, what doesn't. I, I, I like those. Oh, I like, I like the one challenge where uh, you need to survive for X amount of time and you cannot oh, kill yeah. centipedes. Oh, oh, my God. That one, yes. <laughs> okay. So there, it's also worth saying that the challenges really come down to one of three objectives you can either it's either survival for a certain amount of time and you're trying to get a high score in that time for the leaderboard there is a um then there's one where you got to hit a certain score or destroy a certain amount of things and then that's driven by time in the leaderboard yeah. and then 
There's one more I'm not thinking of. Not kill a thing. Oh, no, well, I guess not, that's an objective. Kill, kill, killing a thing is a lose condition, not a win condition. Correct. Oh, okay, exactly. Yeah, yeah you, you need to survive X amount of time in that one. You know what it is? I bundled those last two ones together when they were supposed to be two, but you get it. Um, and this one that he's talking about where you can't kill a centipede, it's this configuration where you have all these mushrooms on one side. And the way all the centipedes come down is they always come down at the top towards you. So you're really just trying to destroy as many mushrooms as you can in this period while dodging centipedes and they just keep coming at you like relentlessly yeah. it is madness <laughs> by the way uh, pro tip as i said when the centipede uh, goes down it always goes to the same side yeah so that means if you go to the other side as a player this is the safe spot there are, there's a half of a row where centipedes never touches the player yeah so you can just stay there and be perfectly still and perfectly safe but there are no mushrooms there to shoot, so you're not going to be, yeah. be able to get proper score. Yeah, and, and the only way to do it is to basically uh, swim in the fire for a little while. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, and, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and it lasts long enough, like the timer is maniacal enough where they do have enough time to come up towards you as yeah. well. So if you're not familiar with Centipede, um, well, you're in for a treat, but... Basically, the centipedes will go all the way down, and then if they hit the bottom, they don't just disappear. No, they start zigzagging back up, and that's that's where it gets even more hectic. So go well, ahead, go ahead, Adam. That, 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 that is why in that level you actually have two pickups. Both of them uh, slows down the enemies. Right, so yeah. it's all about choosing the right moment when you want to slow them down. Maybe when they're going up, or maybe before that. Um. Right. So uh, because Vitus is such a sicko. Uh, uh, Vitus got in my head and one of the levels that I designed was based on a mechanic that Vitus introduced me to that I wasn't aware we could do. Uh, I didn't know it worked this way, but basically uh, it's a survival level where it's constantly raining fleas in the uh, vein of like, think think like the Matrix with the, <laughs> the uh, ones and zeros going down. It's yeah. just constantly raining fleas and you must survive a certain amount of time but there's tons of centipedes uh, coming in, coming into the level, and you cannot kill a flea. Ooh. So it becomes all about avoidance and survival as opposed to actually shooting them, which is really what uh, is interesting about how Vitus introduced some of these mechanics was just like, oh, it's not, you don't just shoot in this game. There are strategies derived from the original that weren't necessarily on paper, but Vitus very quickly identified like, oh, there's external strategies to be had. And that's how I'm assuming uh, Vitus came up with even more that allowed us to have a lot more variation. Oh, yeah. When I, when I started researching the game, I uh, started with, uh, with exploits and high-level strategies that uh, people use to get the maximum amount of points. Mm -hmm. So... And I based some of the initial challenges uh, on those specific strategies. It's awesome. It's really oh, cool. By the way, uh, the level that you mentioned previously, the one with the fleece raining down, the yeah. fleece is not a problem. Yeah. The player might think it's a problem. It's not a problem. The problem is the fleece are leaving mushrooms behind. Yeah. So the play area becomes really crowded and you have nowhere to go. So fleece, fleece is just a distraction. 
the key thing is clearing the area so you would be able to properly move. <laughs> it's yeah. a nightmare. The the what you meant to say was not that fleas aren't the problem. What you meant to say was there's an additional problem <laughs> to the fleas. Nah, fleas are just a distraction. If oh you say God. so, until they hit you and end your game because you thought you were dodging them, but you didn't. Because you were like, I think I get that power up before this flea hits me. And then you were wrong. You were dead wrong. Uh, yeah. But man, um, yeah, the level the levels are really cool. Um, anything else you want to talk about as far as the game goes, experience working on the game, uh, anything you want to touch about, anything that excites you the most about the game? Because uh, this is this is the last podcast we're coming at that's coming out before people are actually going to play the game. Yeah, it's really cool. It's exciting. So it was an interesting challenge uh, to try to modernize the classical game uh, because we saw that as a option, well, as a possibility to add something new. The question is what we should add. It's like the first the first idea was okay, let's add some more different enemy types. But when I start thinking about it, we don't need any more enemy types. The current four enemy types that we have completely cover all the bases. Yeah, it's enough. It's enough to handle all, yeah. all in one go. Yeah. And um, p- personally, one of the challenges I, I had was, will I have enough mechanics to create interesting and unique challenges? Because I don't want to create identical challenge like it was before just more score like you need to survive 50 seconds instead of the 35 that's boring i need to uh, i want i want to make them unique so the question is do i have enough mechanical depth to create that variation strange part is yeah there's enough yeah oh yeah Yeah. absolutely and just playing around with configuration because there is there is one thing that we didn't touch on is that the challenges have one thing that the uh, arcade game do- that the arcade mode doesn't have, and that's rocks, which are yeah. the only indestructible object in the game. So just playing around with that and the configuration, how that'll manipulate things in the game, really can change up everything and, and oh, completely alter a strategy. That makes me think of a specific uh, challenge that really stood out as like unique, and this was the uh, using the mirror shot, uh, which is the power up where when you get this power up you uh a a second version of you appears at the top of the screen and is shooting down at the same time so there's a line of rocks at the top of your zone where you can go so the only way you can shoot things on the other side of that line of rocks is to have a mirror power up so you have to wait each time for the mirror power ups to appear while you manage your area and then use that opportunity to destroy the mushrooms in the other area well, there's a pro strategy in that one, actually. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When destroying pro strategy. The... Take note. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, when destroying uh, centipedes, uh, you need to position uh, the mushrooms in the way. So the mushrooms, uh, so, sorry, so the centipedes would go uh, down really quickly. That way, they will cross the, uh, cross the barrier, and you'll be able to shoot it from two sides at the same time. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. Huh. Cool. Really, really hard to execute, but when you do, you can really, really kill them fast. Good stuff. Very nice. Good stuff. Well, that's uh, it's really good stuff. I look forward to hearing the feedback on all the challenges. There's, there's a lot of cool ones in there. I mean, I didn't even mention the ways to use the rock to like just exploit that for rapid fire. It's just like that. That's a game changer with certain uh, with with certain power ups. So um, yeah, a lot of cool stuff in there. So we'll we're gonna take our uh. A quick commercial break now. And when we're back, 
we're going to learn a bit about Vitus. And I, I'm going to tease you and say it's, uh, it's a trip worth taking. So we'll see you on the other side. I did say we were going to have a follow-up from last week's and there it is. You're welcome. Video. Yeah. That was something. Yeah. If you haven't, if you're listening, you really should go and watch the YouTube version just so you can see that it's worth seeing. And honestly, it's worth hearing that saxophone trailer again. I got to say, you get to see us. Yeah, that's true. And you get to see us. I got to say though, our sponsors are killing it. They are killing it. So keep it up guys. And, uh, um, and we'll continue. Can I tease something else for the YouTube listeners? Yeah, go for it. Uh, okay. I just, <laughs> yeah. all right. Oh, wow. What? Oh my God. This is, I, this is indescribable. What we're looking at is indescribable. So you'll just have to, you'll just have to come, come back and check that out. Yeah. That is very unbrand. Now we're going to, let's, uh, so Vitus, I want the people to know who you are, know about you. And in order to tell the story, I think you should work backwards, okay? So we already know where you are now. You're, in, you're, at, you're at Remedy, yeah, right? Correct. You're working on Redacted, and I'm sure it's awesome, right? Um, so I'm really looking forward to Redacted, even though I don't know what that is. And before that, you were at Sneaky Box. So... Maybe, you know, try to walk, walk us backwards through your journey. Actually, no, you are not correct. Before that, I was not on Sneaky Box. Before that, I spent the entire year developing my own game. Oh, okay. So basically what uh, me and my team developed uh, was GPS-based adventure game that we, uh, that we sold not as a game, but as an event. So you basically buy a ticket, get our app, go to a local park, uh, hunt a bunch of ghosts, have an interesting narrative, uh, and have some fun for like an hour or two. Very cool. We made the game, amazing project. The only problem, we chose to release it at a time where the entire world decided not to go outside. Oh, no. That was inconvenient. (laughs) I'll say. Yeah, so at the moment, I pocketed that uh, project. We'll come back to it. Sounds yeah, cool, good though. timing. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So before that, I worked uh, Sneaky Box. So it's a company in Lithuania, working on some mobile games, on some some of this stuff, a bit a, a bit all over the place. Mm-hmm. Lots of hats to wear. Uh, working backwards. 
know where this uh, is going. The, the, the other big one was uh, I spent a couple of years in Germany working on Star Citizen. It's okay. like big MMO, like something, everything, big game, big Kickstarter, high fidelity, yeah. lots of ships. Hey, question. You did say the word game in there. Well, yes. It's a game? In a way. <laughs> it, it's, 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 a mi- it's, it's a mixture of game and a simulator, to be honest. Okay, okay. Interesting. Yeah, but th- there are a lot of game-like elements. Cool. I did. I actually did not know that part about you, but that's that's very cool. <laughs> Interesting. Might have to might have to talk more about that offline. That's uh, that's exciting. Yeah. And um, well, let's let me think. Before that, uh, I studied game design in England, Staffordshire University. Cool place. So naturally, before that, I studied chemistry at the university, chemical engineering. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. before that, naturally, I spent eight years in circus as a fire juggler. Fire juggler. And there it is. Okay. <laughs> Consistency. Consistency. Naturally. Okay, so now we're just going to spend 30 minutes talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta know, what, what was it like being a fire juggler? And what, okay, so where was the fire? Were the things you were juggling on fire what were those things? Okay. So I usually specialized in two types of instruments, tools. The first one is a fire staff. Like imagine a long staff oh, sure. that's pretty much on fire. It can be only that it, the very ends on fire. In some cases, it's possible to do that pretty much the entire staff is on fire. That looks kind of cool. Wow. Uh, another, another thing is called poi, which is like imagine a fireball on the chain, and you have two of those. You can do a lot of spinny things with that. Oh my oh god. god. Can you still, do you still got it? Oh yeah. Wow. I would not be able to do the highest level of techniques pretty much immediately at, at that level, but all the basics, all the medium kind of stuff, yeah, no problem. Can Where you was... oh, go ahead. light something on fire right now? No. <laughs> In the office? No, nope. they would not appreciate it. Nope. Not going to cross that bridge. Where, where was the circus? Like, were you were you traveling with it? Uh, yeah, we're uh, based in Lithuania, uh, and yeah, we used to travel more or less all over Europe. That's we awesome. would spend most of the time in Lithuania, but sometimes we would take a trip for a couple of weeks, just go all around the f- all kind of festivals and all of that. Yep, Adam's that's getting, accurate. Adam's getting Adam's getting crazy with the graphics. I'm not going to lie; it is worth watching the YouTube version just to see all these. All these crazy graphics he's doing. Add um, flamethrowers. Add flamethrowers. I need flamethrowers. More flames. Fires. Light those fire emojis up in the comments. Um, yeah, that's that's really cool and that's trippy. So, what 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 do you think was the best thing that could do, or, or what do you think was the biggest aid to helping you get on your journey to getting into the game industry and working on games? Uh, well, being in circus actually helped me to get into game dev. Not even oh, joking. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because uh, what circus teaches you is discipline. Because you need to work every single day. You need to train. You need to be precise. Uh, it requires discipline. And if you have discipline, then you can transition to another thing. You can learn new th- stuff fairly easy. Also, Does it's it... a real, really cool thing to have on your CV. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Does it also help that game development is like a bleeping circus? 
uh, yeah, there are some aspects that are eerily similar. <laughs> I was going to say, has the the ability to juggle many things on fire. There is a certain uh, metaphor allegory that can be drawn from that. So, oh, yeah. so thank you for that. If you would also, give any, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Also, actually, it helped when I was uh, talking with some animators who were working on weapon animations. It's like, oh, mm. come on, that's not how you attack with a staff. Like, oh, really? Yeah, just, just look. <laughs> and then uh, three hours of discussion of how exactly you need to hold the staff, what are the proper positions, what, what are the proper transitions. In the end, the only reason why I did not end up in mocap, because mocap was in the other studio. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I bet you those developers loved having those conversations. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. They they made videos and used that as a reference. So Yeah, there you go. I thought at that point you were going to say, that's not how you do it. Give me the bubbles and give me that broom, and I'm going to show you how you do it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Before we move off the circus, uh, what was the best, like, act at the circus you were working with? The best act. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did this one performance that I really loved at uh, GDC. Uh, sorry, not GDC. AGC, European Juggling Convention. Okay, a little different. <laughs> yeah, a bit. Still, lo- lo- lots of people, lots of noise. Uh, so what we did the, this one year, we actually did that final show for the entire uh, convention. Cool. And there are there were a lot of uh, performers uh who we really adored, who we thought were gods when we were just learning. Yeah. And they were a warm-up group for us. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> that felt really good. Oh, Man. amazing. Well, I have, I have one more question for you. Uh, you know, as, as you have the title of game designer, I think when you talk to anybody about games, the thing that probably comes up the most is, I have an idea for a game. I want to. I have this idea for a game. You've thought about an idea for a game where you could do something, 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 something. something. Uh, no. If uh, if somebody wants to actually get into the position where they have the title of game designer, what advice would you give to them? Start designing games. I like it. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, although, yeah, it, 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 it sounds very easy, but uh, mm-hmm. I recommend starting with board games because board games is the purest form of uh, system design. All, all you need is just some dice, some cardboard, some pen and paper. You have all that at your home. Just keep yeah. up with a basic rule set, uh, try it, play test it, and you'll immediately see the flaws. Then iterate on that until you find something that you like. And of Very course, cool. there's a magical kiss rule. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. There that is go. the key. That is, that is the one I always tell people to. Yeah. It's just like make sure you are keeping it simple and don't go too overboard on your first project. Yeah. Like make it manageable. Exactly. If if you're making a board game, don't make the board game the size of the D&D. Yeah. No, 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 no. Make something simple. Something that yeah. you only need five cards and three dice. That's yeah, yeah, that's a challenge for for the viewers. Come up with a game where you only need five custom cards and three dice. A game yeah. for two players. That's it. Came up with See, the rules. Look at that. Vitus loves making challenges. It's awesome. And uh, yeah, there you go. There's, there's a challenge for IRL. Um, I, yeah, that's great. That's really great. Um, cool. So we're about to get into some, uh, some questions, but 
But you wanted to tease, you wanted to say one more thing about the about Centipede Recharged, and really, you can use it to kind of tease the you know future Recharged titles as well, because you came up with this idea. We're doing this thing, and uh, so why don't you just go? Ah, uh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, in the game we have achievements, as most games do. Uh, the names of the achievements they share a theme. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to spot it. And we're planning to carry the same theme in the rest of the Recharged uh, series, in a way. Very cool. Yeah, I will also say that, um, Vitus, this is all, I mean, you, you did great work. Um, it was sad to see you go. Um, but I got to I gotta give one dig and that you were this, you were so, like, not generous at giving out trophy points. So we did have to, and by we, I mean, I had to refactor all the trophies so that we could actually give people platinum trophies. I was just like the, one of those, let me be clear. Like, cause I, I was actually looking through them today for one of them. And it was like, it was getting a high score. It was like getting a crazy high score and it would, you, and it was bronze trophy. It's like, whoa, <laughs> that was yeah, if, if, if or, uh, way. <laughs> It's like stand on one foot for 17 years to get $40. (laughs) Cool. Pure profit. (laughs) Pure profit. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, it was awesome. Um, So we're we're getting close to the end here. Uh, Got some questions. Um, So I think one of these we could handle uh, probably collectively. Uh, This one comes from Twitter. Michael King at Big Forearms. Amazing, amazing Twitter handle. Gotta, Gotta love that one. Here's what he said. Are there any similarities between Centipede Recharge and the DNB Centipede? Now, I don't know if they have Dave and Busters up in uh, up in Canada or in Europe anywhere, but he's talking about um, Centipede Chaos, which is the arcade game. I think the biggest thrill is being able to play co-op with up to three to four people. Hope, hope if this isn't in the new game, maybe it can be added in the future update. Can't wait to purchase. Well, happy to have your purchase, uh, Michael, but I did want to just get ahead of it and say that while we don't support three to four uh, co-op, we do support two player local co-op that will be in the game. It's available for the arcade mode and all the challenges. And that was basically something we decided up front um, based on what we wanted to do for every additional player that you have. There's an additional layer of balancing. And at yeah. this point, with the scope we had, we primarily focused on that one to two player experience because we also need to balance that to make sure that the leaderboards are competitive and fair. So you guys want to add anything else to that? No, just a, it's it's a blast to play co-op too. Just because if you feel like it's, it's too difficult for you, uh, bringing a friend in actually feels like you're uh, working together and and doing better together. It's it's It feels good. And then I, I'll say that the uh, the other biggest the, the other big difference is that um, that title also had boss fights in the game, um, and it was really based around this arcade formula of putting in quarters, having those um, you know choke points. Not not knocking that against the game at all, but it was like pure arcade experience. And uh, we don't have the boss fights, but we did definitely ramp up and make the most of the four enemies, trying to really capture the essence of Centipede in the purest form, and you know putting our our recharge uh, flare on it. Yeah. I think the closest thing to the boss that we have is a centipede, which is uh, 100 pieces long. Yeah. <laughs> that thing's that thing's awesome. When, uh, when I saw that thing, I loved it. So very cool. Uh, and then the last question we got, 
This is from YouTube from Sergeant Bilby. Okay. He says this. Gets interesting. Hi, I pre-ordered the game via eShop a week ago, 9-13-2021. I don't really know what that means, but he says it's for historical purposes. There you go. I had a blast with Missile Command Recharge. That feels good. I have a couple questions. You actually have three, so we'll, we'll just go through them all here. One, for Adam, you happen to change your company's name from Nickervision to Adamvision because it sounded like a certain ethnic slur. Is that the reason? For Atari as a whole, two questions, actually. One, is Asteroids recharged in the cards? Two, will you convince Lamasoft to bring Tempest 4000 to the Nintendo Switch? Well, Sergeant Billy, thanks for the question, and uh, really happy that you're going to be jumping into Centipede. Looking forward to hearing what you say, uh, what you have to say about it. Hopefully, you love it as much as we do. Um, I, I can't answer any of those questions. Let me be clear. I, I, I am not in a position where I could answer any of those questions. But what I can say is that the answer to all of those questions is the same. So take that as you will. As always, we end the we end the show with a little bit about ourselves, a little insight into uh, into what what defines us as gamers. So, what are we currently playing at this point? Now, Vitus, I did not prepare you for this at all, but I so I will start with Adam. Adam, what are you playing? Oh, I'm excited to talk about this game. Oh, I know exactly I where you're going playing, with this. <laughs> I have been playing Gas Station Simulator, and let me tell you. Gas Station Simulator is so awesome. It is, it, listen, this, this year I have thoroughly enjoyed Power Washing Simulator, but Gas Station Simulator might be my favorite simulator of the year because it's, it feels like a movie. It feels like you're watching a movie and, you know, when you see those games in movies that are clearly made for the movie, they're not a real game. They're just like a weird looking game that, doesn't really make that much sense. That's what Gas Station Simulator is. And for some reason, every little thing, whether it's working the till and scanning items uh, to sell people things, stocking the shelves with car products and uh, fixing someone's car in your garage or pumping the gas or just taking your broom and uh, smashing police cars until they fly into the sky with it. It's all amazing. <laughs> it's so much fun. I have no idea why it's so much fun, but I love it, and you should get it. You know, instead, you could simply get a job at the gas station and get paid to do that. Yeah, but if I get a cop with a broom, it's going to go badly. (laughs) Yeah, that'll play out a little differently. That'll play out a little differently. Uh, But that game seems to be taking the world by storm, because it's like in the top five selling games on Steam uh, at the moment of this recording. So I don't know what's been going on, but God bless them. Congratulations to that team. Um, taking the world by storm between that. But if you had to choose between that and power washing simulator, which would you which would you play? Oh, man. Power washing simulator. It's like incredibly relaxing and zen. Mm-hmm. Uh, gas station simulator is uh, like it has a lot of fun and goofiness to it. That is so it's it, it's hard to measure. Like, I guess we're just going to have to put a power washer in gas station simulator. It's the only way. It's also, the only there's way. this little puke named Dennis who keeps coming around my gas station and spray painting Dennis, King Dennis and you suck on my walls. And I keep having to throw literal poop that I took out of the gas station toilet at, toilet at him. And then he runs away. But the cops do nothing. 
He's yeah, vandalizing. That's, that's just rude. That's just rude. Dennis. Anyway, um, Vitus, you got one? Or you want me to go next? Uh, yeah, the problem is I just moved to another country and most of my stuff is still in Lithuania, including my computer. Hmm. So what I'm doing instead, I'm just uh, op- on my phone, opening Google Docs and designing games on paper. Wow. Look yeah. at that. On my, free t- on my free time, I'm designing board games for fun. <laughs> love it. Oh, my goodness. You, lo- you love to see it. And uh, as, as for me, um, everybody's talking about uh, Deathloop, which I'm playing, but I'm not going to talk about that. Instead, what I'm going to talk about is a game called Dreamscaper. been playing that on Switch. Um, and I, and I'm a big fan of it. It's a, it's a roguelite game kind of fills this like Hades sized hole in the year, uh, in a, in a world where dream, where, uh, where roguelites and roguelikes are everywhere you look. Um, this one kind of takes a similar idea to Hades where when you're outside of the dream world, navigating with all the actual combat and dungeon crawling elements, you interact with people in this town, but it's very much kind of grounded. Like you play as this woman new to town and you interact with these characters and you use resources that you get in the dream world to build them gifts to give to them, which will enhance some abilities to start. It'll unlock. You also use them to unlock new items that show up in the in, in the dungeons themselves. It takes a lot of the usual hooks that you'd expect from uh, from these roguelike games, but executes them really well. It's a lot of fun to play. I really, I mean, roguelites and roguelite games are really awesome on the, on the switch to, for that pickup and play when I'm on the train. And uh, yeah, I really recommend this. It's got a really awesome soundtrack as well. And uh, yeah, the story also seems pretty uh, endearing. Dreamscaper. Dreamscaper. Very cool. So check, so check that out. Um, And well, gentlemen, we are, we are at the end of episode three. Again, the this is the last pre-centipede recharged episode. Okay? So get excited. All right. And if, and again, centipede recharge will be available on Wednesday, September 29th, on VCS, PC via Epic and Steam, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S. Um, I don't think I missed anything, but I'm getting pretty good at knocking those out. Vitus. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, it'd be great to have you back when uh, when we talk about more of these titles in the future. You forgot to mention bombs. We also have bombs in challenges. That's not about the original challenge. There's a lot of bombs in the challenges, and yeah, they and they feel delightful. A, that's not a part of the original game. Rocks and that's bombs. But bombs, bombs are also in the arcade game. They're also in the arcade as a power up. In a way, you could get you can get the bombs. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, Vitus, thanks for joining us. So again, hopefully you'll come back um, when we when we talk more about some of the future titles because I got a few uh, I got a few things I'd like to bring up and uh, pick some bones with you in a public forum. Um, Adam, again, always a pleasure. But always, oh God, I'm regretting this every every with every graphic you show. I just I just regret this more and more. Um, it's been Adam. Okay, so you can follow Adam at the Adam Vision. You can follow me at Jays of Doom on Twitter. Send those questions in, review us, all that stuff. Uh, it's much appreciated. Keep the feedback coming. We really love to see it. And uh, yeah, Adam, say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, people. Bye. <laughs> also, that was banana bread that appeared on my screen. Love banana bread. With my eyeballs inside of it.